I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but we have uh, started a little evening tradition of watching at least part <laughs> of a Hallmark slash Lifetime slash Netflix Netflix uh, Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the ones on Hulu are the Hallmark ones. Oh, okay. And it occurred to me as we're watching these that you know while they are well made, I guess. I mean, there's certainly more than you would get if you're trying to film a movie on your iPhone or something. <laughs> They're not it. exactly Hollywood big budget films. No, and just the look of them, like the graphics in the opening where it says so and so presents and right. directed by right like it just looks a little bit like it was done on a laptop it's mm-hmm. higher quality than we might be able to do at home mm-hmm. but it's not up to hollywood quality and the acting is okay but they're not great and maybe you get one person that you kind of sort of think you've seen before probably in another christmas movie right exactly. and it occurred to me that the whole world of making these christmas movies all these people that's all they do they all write them they produce them they right. star in them the music for them is this kind of off-brand music it sounds like christmas songs you've heard but it's not but actually it's not. the christmas songs you've heard exactly and so you start thinking about all of this the way they make them this is exactly the same as the way they make adult films <laughs> <laughs> There's people that are in all the adult films. Yeah. The, the camera quality is good, but it's, it's not blockbuster. Right. You know, this is not the technology that Steven Spielberg is working right. with. The, the graphics are okay. The acting is okay. Mediocre. Mediocre. Yes, at best. Yeah. And the plot do. line is just secondary to the experience. You know what's going to happen. Right. You know, you're you're 100% right. A Christmas movie is basically the same thing as a softcore porn. Yeah, a, <laughs> certainly a softcore porn, yes. yeah. Maybe not so much the hardcore. <laughs> those hardcore people are in their own little universe. Yeah, no, that's that's a little different. But the softcore ones, they have the storyline. Yep. You know what the ending's going to be. You mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. They're going to end up together. <laughs> it, there's a little bit of snow there, a little bit of music that's similar. You're right. It's exactly. There's a little snow in the softcore <laughs> porn you're watching? A little bit. Oh, well, isn't that, isn't <laughs> I mean, that festive? Haven't you ever watched the holiday softcore porn? I'm sure they're... No? <laughs> Just me? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's heartwarming and... There's a jolly Santa running a... around somewhere. <laughs> Mistletoe! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's... we could switch up the actors in each of them and you get the porn people, the softcore porn go. people do a holiday movie, the holiday people do a porn. That'd it's, be great. It's the same quality of acting, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should pursue this man I met in a small town or go back to my big job in the city. I guess I'll just have sex with the guy hanging up the reef. <laughs> Can I please see your peppermint stick? <laughs> oh, boy. That was cheap, but I <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Are those your bells a holly? All right. <laughs> it's a filthy show today. I wouldn't stand for it. Oh, man. That was... Uh, wow. Wouldn't stand for it. By the way, that reminds me. I got another note here, Joe. I don't know if you were... Uh, if you had your headset on, but we were talking about time travel, uh, and a guy wrote, he said, I go back to see if uh, Adam really did say to Eve, stand back, I don't know how big this thing gets. <laughs> no? No good? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. It is pretty good. But it's, you know, I mean, we're bringing the filth, man. You're bringing it today. Mr. Fart is, is telling me that I'm bringing the filth? Come on. Oh, fart's funny. That's not filth. Filth is filth. Is, this is filth. Fart. <laughs> That's nothing. Weird right. what you're doing. All right, listen, let, let's clean up our act because uh, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, about 9.15 or so, Jimmy Fallon arrives, and he has got tickets to join him for a taping of The Tonight Show this week. You go into the city, you go to 30 Rock, you sit right there, watch the show being taped. Bruce wow. Springsteen is the musical guest this week, and that's why, and by the way, this is absolutely true. NBC has not done this with any other radio station, but because of our... You know, connection to Mr. Springsteen. You know, we've named the radio station after him, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, Jimmy will have tickets for you. So the only place you can win a pair of tickets to this uh, this taping this week is right here. And he will be That's on really with us. Cool. Yeah, it is really That's cool. very cool. Hey, listen, this radio station has set the world on fire. I mean, really, people are all over our industry talking about it. It's really, it's pretty interesting. Despite actually, our best efforts here in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and we're trying to mess it all up. But you know what? Hey. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's no, it's good. It's great news. Great news, Jimmy Fallon. Well, yeah. that's big, man. He reached out to us, so yeah, no, it's big. It's I big. thought that was, about, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know Jimmy Fallon, but now he'll be on a little bit after nine o'clock. So just a little little teaser. Cool, there. very so, cool. We'll try and clean up all the smut from the rest of the broadcast. Yeah, today. I got to clean it all out. Get the get out the uh, get out the what do you call it? the vacuum cleaner from the floor. <laughs> clean it all up. That's right, my brand new Dyson. That's right. Get it out. Robbie and Rochelle in the morning, 1071 The Boss, 99.7 FM, anywhere on a free Boss app, 1071theboss.com. Back at it for Monday, a back-to-business Monday, November the 14th, 2022. Good morning, America. We yes. will go to the celebrity hotline. Our sports writer, uh, Jeff Perlman, he's got a new book out about Bo Jackson, and he's going to 
talk about Kyle Irving, Kerry Irving, what's his name? Okay. And the rest of the uh, NFL season, get his predictions for the Super Bowl and all that stuff this morning. We'll do He Said. She Said. At 7.50. Hashtag mom. Confession. 7.20. 9.20. The birthday's the Fast Five. Another busy one today. Don't forget to cash. Chris Kringle. Cash could happen at any time. Mm -hmm. Stop. Okay, not now, but any time this morning before 10 a.m., uh, you could win up to 500 bucks, qualify for five grand just in time for Christmas. We were talking the other day about how Rochelle would like to do a renewal of vows in about a year. Mm -hmm. We talked about whether or not you get a new dress, and we basically do a ceremony all over again. And I know, in part, this is because we never really did a honeymoon, and you're thinking, maybe it's like a reboot. Yeah. And we could then go do a honeymoon. What we have done is a number of mini-moons. <laughs> Now, we almost went on a honeymoon about a year ago, yeah. and then we decided uh, to save the money for other things and didn't do it, because mm -hmm. it was kind of a, a big shebang, and I was trying to give it to you, but it was... It was just too much. It's just, just too extravagant. We can't do it. I said, well, fine. <laughs> and this is what keeps happening to us. Right. Because you keep implying that I don't like vacation. I have no problem with vacation. I know. I know. My, I guess my issue is, is when it comes down to it, I will do a vacation on a budget. I will sit in the middle seat. Oh, yeah. No, I will I will go to the all-inclusive resort. You want to go no. first class. Mm -hmm. You want your own butler. You want a pillow menu. And like, while I love that, right. spending $10,000 on a vacation makes me want to die. I mean, I want to stay at George Clooney's house. I know. So we just vacation a little different. I uh, just George, can I have some orange juice, please? Yeah. It's not that I don't want that or that I don't love that. It's just... I, it hurts my soul, especially before Christmas. And the, last year, this was right before Christmas that was happening. And I'm like, I, I've got gifts to buy. I've got, I can't, I can't do it. It makes me want to die. So we've uh, done these little mini yes. moons instead. Yes. And we've, and we've done a bunch of them and all of them have been kind of fun. Yeah. I think the most memorable of which was uh, shortly after our wedding, a couple of weeks after we went to Montreal. Right. Matter of fact, we were just talking about the restaurants there mm -hmm. uh, when Jody Sweeten from Full oh, House was right. on because <laughs> she just made a movie up there. And I'm like, you know what? Next time you go to Montreal, loved it. It was uh -huh. great. Well, you've never been to Washington, D.C. So have we not. have gone ahead. This is booked. This is happening. It is. We are uh, spending Christmas uh, in Washington, D.C. because your exes get the kids. My family has right. all decided to uh, abdicate the country. So <laughs> so you and I are just by ourselves. We are. And we're going to go down to Washington, D.C. and spend a few days in Washington for Christmas because what's more tropical and... <laughs> Delightful for Christmas than Washington. No, I think it'll be fun. I don't think maybe it'll we'll be, pass a bill. Well, I don't think it'll be super packed, which I like, which right. means we can go through and we can walk through things without having a million people there. There's going to be no kids doing a field trip at the Smithsonian because right. they're all on Christmas break. You know what just occurred to me as we're having this discussion? Have we triple checked that they're open? I uh, know. I mean, I would think that they're open. I don't think they'll be open Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, yeah. obviously. But, but I it would be open, uh, even though it's a holiday week, it would be open on any day that isn't a federal holiday, right. I would think, right? Right. I, I'm assuming so. The restaurants and everything I know, are but open. we're assuming so. Maybe we better check that. <laughs> I do know that the White House is open because I did check that, and it's open every single day for tour other than federal Well, holidays. there's not much going on there, let me tell I you. Know. <laughs> I know. I left town, man. <laughs> so, yes, we can do that. I would assume the Smithsonian, which I'm dying to see because I'm... Now, you've never been to Washington No. At all. Not on a trip for school, nothing. You know what? My school went on a trip to D.C., and I decided not to go because I went to cheer camp instead. Well, there's nothing <laughs> wrong I've with that. And I've regretted it ever since, though. Cheer camp when you're a teen go. probably sounds yes. a lot more fun. Yeah, so oh. I, I never got to go. So I'm, I'm really excited to go, and, and what I've been doing is scoping out every single restaurant where famous people have eaten, and that is where we are going for dinner. Sure. And by for, famous people, you mean Obama. I mean Obama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, he's and classy guy. People, he's classy guy. I, I get figured it. if the if it's good enough for the president to eat there, then it's probably okay for it'll satisfy your your champagne wishes and caviar dreams, <laughs> so, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> if it was good enough for the president, it's probably okay for us. Right? Uh, I would imagine that of all the museums, you're most excited about the Air and Space Museum, yes, right? Absolutely, because you're something of a uh, NASA nerd. <laughs> I'm excited for all of the museums, but yes, I am excited to see. I, that. I don't think they put out as much stuff as they used to. I don't know that that's true, but. I was there years ago uh -huh. when I was 12 yeah. and then uh, was there a couple of years ago. And I feel like uh, more recently they don't put as many things on display. And I don't know if it's because people are stupider now than they used to be and <laughs> yes. they just don't have the, yes. the wherewithal to see and read the little thing about each exhibit or yeah. if it's something with security concerns. I don't know. It's probably... Or maybe a, it's just my imagination. I, I really don't know. It could be a little bit of both. I would Maybe. All I of the above. But I, they also have an archive of things that so they're switching things out all the time, aren't they? Don't they do that? Or is it they my, do. I just 
just remember, like, I, I like the American History Museum the best, and I remember mm-hmm. it being very expansive. But I'm like, is this just my kid brain remembering it being bigger than it really was? Because I went there a couple of years ago. It was like an hour, and I was good. Right. You know what I mean? Well, what I'm really hoping happens is there's, like, a Ben Stiller moment. It's night at the museum, and Teddy Roosevelt actually, like, wakes up, and same with the dinosaur, and we go to the Natural History Museum. What is in your coffee? I- what are you talking about? <laughs> This is what I'm imagining when we're going to the museum is night at the museum. So I'm hoping it lives up to that. Just realize this is a moment you realize your wife is a security guard. <laughs> They're not going to let me in the White House. Probably not. <laughs> Although you're no crazier than most of the people in Washington. Right. So that'll be fun. It'll be lots of fun. I'm lucky maybe I'll get to do my very own light item veto. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just uh, thumbing through the current issue of Cosmo. <laughs> Now, to be fair, Uncle Ross left it behind from the weekend, okay? He has Cosmo? Yeah. It's a good source of celebrity gossip. Is that what you read Cosmo for? Yeah. It's not the dirty stories in the back of the magazine? I don't think they do that anymore. Are there dirty stories in the back? I don't know. Flip back there and find out. I'm pretty sure they do. Keep going. It's like the last three pages. Yeah, there actually are. Yeah. <laughs> These are not exactly uh, Playboy penthouse things, but... Uh, they're pretty good, though. Yeah, they're a little juicy. But anyway, no. Uh, they've got some details, and this is the headline that caused me to open a magazine on the uh, Tom and Giselle breakup. Apparently, they had an ironclad prenup. They've got the details oh. here. The two of them had uh, separate business entities, LLCs, okay. corporations that sure. they formed. Sure. So neither one of them had any any overlapping money. Oh, Anything she earned went directly into one business account. Anything uh, he earned went into his. That stinks for her. And then I guess they would, uh, <laughs> according to a anonymous source, yeah. they would then decide, hey, we need a new house. Who's buying it? Right. And one of them would buy it, handle the whole thing, and it just would ha- that's Really? That's so how their they did homes it. aren't even combined. Yep. That's interesting. Because I know they have one in Costa Rica, and they have one in Florida. The anonymous source is because they both had their own separate business entity. Separation of their wealth wasn't complicated. That's why the quick divorce. The only major factor was dividing up the massive uh, property portfolio between them but apparently uh, anything that belonged to one corporation simply stayed with the corporation so the other one had no claim to it it was ironclad in the deal interesting sources say tom gets to keep the uh, 17 million dollar mansion for example in miami Hmm. he calls it my billionaire bunker (laughs) that's obnoxious because it was his company that built it and paid for it whereas giselle's company built the uh, 1.2 million dollar three-bedroom house that she recently got in the city. She gets the house in Costa Rica. Okay. They got another place in New York that he gets to keep. They both have a place in the Bahamas, and it goes on and on. Wow. Uh, Tom apparently has a company worth, and this, I guess, is his personal wealth as well, $333 million. Giselle, $400 million. Really? She's got more than him? Yeah. That's interesting. And so uh, I guess it's how it's so easy for them to have an amicable breakup because no one's getting anything from anybody. Yeah, I wonder. That if makes the, it a lot easier, doesn't the, it? Does the kid stuff not complicate anything, though? That seems strange. Maybe he's like, whatever. It just says they have uh, joint custody the same number of days apiece with the kids. It doesn't say oh, who pays okay. for what or if there's well, any. Well, that's great. But apparently there's no alimony, so yeah. she doesn't get anything from him or anything like that. Th- that's great when it can happen that quick and just be done with it. So if there's, um, if there's equal... Joint custody, and they both get, you know, I don't know, what what is 365 divided by two? If they're both spending the exact amount of days It's with like 150-something, yeah. Does that mean that one or the other doesn't have to pay child support? Yeah, no. Usually, in 50-50 split, you don't pay any child support because you, well, then you're there you equally go. taking care and of And that's the why kids. the judge signed off in less than 24 hours. Wow. It was that easy. Wow. I, what's that like? <laughs> I don't think most people, most celebrities <laughs> don't know what that's like. That's insane. I can't imagine a divorce taking a day. That's just... Unheard of. Uh, you know, a lot of people suggested that uh, we get a prenup when we got married. For what? Though? Well, that's what I said, and that's why I decided <laughs> not to do it. But they just said it makes everything easier should anything go wrong. I did speak to an attorney the first time I got engaged. Yeah, I think how'd you that work out for you? Um, she had a hissy fit about how she would never sign anything and on and on. <laughs> Aren't you wishing you did, yeah. though? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because we didn't actually go through with it, so I'm not sure I would have gotten anything out of yeah. it. Because we broke it you off. might have got the ring back. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I probably could have gotten the ring back anyway. But yeah. what's funny about that whole thing is her whole objection is she was a singer, and so she was convinced that she was such a superstar that I would somehow get her wealth. Are you like, serious? Yeah. She's like, like a garage band with her uncle. It's not even a garage band. I'm like, you're doing karaoke <laughs> on Thursday nights. There's there's no career. Well, what are you going to do? I think I actually said that because yeah. uh, I had the opportunity to move the show. And I said, uh, well, we're going to go and do the show. She's like, what about my band and my act? I'm like, what? You, you're doing karaoke. 
<laughs> playing rock band in the living room is not a career. So. Yeah. When I ended my first marriage, I left everything. I took nothing. Well, again, you were. Cr- I, I should have gone and fought to get the ring back from yeah. both of them, and you should have uh, taken all your stuff. I didn't want it. I don't want the. Well, I, don't I don't want, want the, the ring, cow- but I would have liked the cash. And well, you could have the same thing. You had a. I know you bought true. yourself a beautiful stove that yeah. you left behind. That's probably worth a grand, yeah. right? Yeah. Brand new furniture, beds. All the utensils. We're talking about the liquidity the, of the assets, sweetheart. It's so the much liquidity work, of the assets. It's so much work. I just didn't want to have to sell it and get. I, now, I know oh, you were whatever. very young the first time you got married, but was there ever any discussion of, you know, what agreement? No, you didn't even think no. of such a thing. Mm-mm. No, I was I was nineteen. I'm like, no, I'm good. Let's do this. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> and then I called it off, and then I had to do it anyway. So. Giselle thought about this. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, she was a lot older than yeah. me, <laughs> and she continues to be a lot older. Yes, than you. that's right, and a lot richer than you. Yeah, and we'll continue that. Hashtag yes. mom. Every morning, 720 and 920 right here. We hear from moms just like Giselle Bunchen, mm-hmm. And we share them on the radio, 720 and 920. Lewis Live 81 just said, my three-year-old just said, Daddy, come to my trap. I don't think he's yet mastered the concept of traps. No. <laughs> okay. Erica Rogers said, kids at bedtime are like raccoons on cocaine. And in the morning, they're like sloths on melatonin. Me too. Is there any raccoon that doesn't look like he's high out of his mind? <laughs> they all look like little meth heads. That's kind of how kids do look at bedtime. They're hungry. They're thirsty. They got to pee. Now they're hungry again. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Rachel Dilworth said, someone's son has a crush on my daughter and gave her his glasses today. His prescription glasses that he cannot see without. Just like a boy doing anything to impress a girl, giving up the gift of sight is crazy, though. Yeah, well, also, he's going to hurt her eyes. That always <laughs> makes me nervous. People go, can I try your glasses? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're going to hurt your eyeballs and I'm liable. Why See, would, I'm always thinking like a lawyer, always. Why would you give your glasses away? That's not a sign of love. <laughs> I don't want your glasses. Give me the ring. <laughs> <laughs> give me liquid assets. That's right. Hashtag mom. Confessions. Every morning, 72920. Maybe we need a new segment here. Call it hashtag liquid assets. Yeah. bought a new vacuum. And I realize that it's kind of like uh, shopping for a car because it's such an important purchase. And much like a car... <laughs> You have several. Most people, I think, probably have several. I grant you there are some people just have one car. Yeah. There are some people just have one vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. But many of us have one car for hubby, one car for wife, or right. one for the parents, kids. one for the kids, whatever yep. it is. I think it's similar. I guess television sets would be another one, but similar for vacuum cleaners, where maybe you got a big TV in the den, you got a little smaller one in the uh, kitchen, maybe mm-hmm. a smaller one in the bedroom, or whatever the deal is. Vacuums are one of those things where most people don't just have one. Right. We have several. We do have several. We got one of those little Roomba things, a little uh, robot. The robot vacuum. I think it's a first generation, so it really doesn't work too well. It keeps bumping into chairs, and it's basically just uh, like a carnival ride for Rick the Cat. Well, you know what? To be fair to our Roomba, every time you move, you're supposed to reprogram it to your house, but because we move so much, I just can't be bothered to take the time. How would you do that? It comes with a little sensor, so you're supposed to turn it on. There's an app on your phone, and it kind of programs where your furniture is in your house so it doesn't keep bumping into things. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I did it for the first house that we had it in, and I never did it again for any other house. So it does. It just rides in circles and goes around, and then it says it's all done. The room is like Stevie Wonder wandering (laughs) in the dark. Yeah, it just... Bam! You know? It's a mess. Awful. <laughs> it's like grandpa after hours. He's yeah. just wandering off. You never know where it's going. It's then not great. We've got a really nice Dyson. That's one that I bought. Yeah. I was in a uh, a relationship for a long time, and then I got out of it. And one of the first things I did was treated myself to a nice, beautiful Dyson vacuum. I spent like four hundred bucks on that vacuum, and it works great. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: is we have a little storage unit from the last place, and it's still there. Yeah. Because I have not uh, forked out the cash to get it here. <laughs> uh, so then we've got a, a handheld vacuum, right? Which is like a super duper dustbuster deal. Mm-hmm. I used to have one of those uh, restaurant vacuums, that, you know, that doesn't have the electric plug. Um, oh, like the shark. Like the, oh, like do the, I still have that, or we throw that away? We threw that way? away. That was broken, like badly, a long time ago. Badly broken. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you work. said we what we really need the Roomba and the little hand vac, even though it's got the little attachments and all that. It's just not enough, especially having an animal in the house. Yes, we got to get a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So we got a beautiful four hundred dollar vacuum. We're like, not here, we don't. So we finally went and bought a vacuum. And am I right? This is like buying a new car. 
There's a lot of thought, a lot of process yeah. that goes into getting a vacuum cleaner. I review, I read reviews for everything anyway, but yes, this was definitely one of those things that I wanted to make sure we got a very good one. I didn't have to be Dyson good because we do have a Dyson. Now, hang on a second. But- Let me interrupt you there, if you wouldn't mind. Is that, uh, would you say that Dyson is like the the Rolls Royce of vacuum cleaners? I would think so. Yeah, I agree. I think so, but that's my, that's just me. Not everybody, I think everybody has their own thing, but that Dyson ball that you have is next level good. It's just got that suction. I'll tell yeah. you what, they make a very fine hand dryer. I'm not a big fan. I understand we got to protect the environment, but mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the hand dryer in a restroom, right? Yes. I like it, but I'm a paper towel guy. Right. But I'll tell you what, and I also like the paper towel because you get to hold the door and then throw <laughs> yeah. it on the floor so you don't have to touch the door. Cause I figure you throw some, it on the floor? Yeah, because I figure there's some people that don't uh, wash their hands. They just open the door. Why and would I, you throw it on the floor? Well, because there's no trash can by the door. So you I mean, just throw it on the floor? If I can get it in a trash can, if there's one within close enough proximity sure but if there isn't i'm definitely not touching the door because i've just washed my hands i'm not going to touch the door because yeah. i don't trust that the other guys I watch this hand I hear anyhow you. i'm a paper towel guy for all of the aforementioned reasons yes but the dyson that hand that air blade the thing air blade. that is a fine hand dryer mm-hmm. so dyson makes a great product they also have the new that air wrap now for your hair which is like yeah. a big gift this year so i know michelle is trying to get one for her daughter you but they're like 600 bucks they're right they're like 700 bucks yeah, yeah they're very expensive so what do we get what is it is it a hoover the it's new a one Bissell. we get? Oh, it's a Bissell. It's a, it's a Bissell. Yeah. Pet. It's, and it's made specifically for pets. I'll tell you what a Bissell is. A Bissell is like a Lexus. It's not a Mercedes. It's, a it's, not, a, it's not a Porsche. But it's also not a Chevy Nova, okay? It's kind of right there in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. What was interesting, and I know that this is a common thing, but to me it's still strange that you ordered it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's strange to me. I think of going to like the vacuum cleaner store. Where is that? I remember there was a store and that's what they sold, like sewing machines and vacuum cleaners when I was a kid and my mother went to buy a new vacuum and she used to go and get the, the bands, like the, you know, like go take your car in for service. Oh yeah. Like the yeah. band, the mm-hmm. rubber bands that used to be inside those old. Actually, this Bissell does have a band in it, so eventually we will have to replace that or. But now people just throw them away and buy a new one, but you used to. Yeah. Bring it to the vacuum guy and have him fix your vacuum cleaner. Because remember, it was like a machine. You know, uh-huh. they had like the stainless steel with that nice cloth bag. It was like a vinyl. They last for those would last forever. Yeah, too, and they, they, they were like eighty pounds. I would say they're very heavy. Like trying to do the stairs with those was just a nightmare. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> here's why everybody's auntie over the house and the house coach. You have these big biceps like Popeye the <laughs> Sailor Man from pushing the vacuum cleaner around because it's so true. Stainless steel. So, it's well, how so do you true. feel about the Bissell? Is it working? Okay? I like it a lot. I do. We'll see. Some of the reviews said that after they had it for a while it wasn't sucking as well so mm. we'll see i don't know but i will you've t- had the same complaint about me yeah <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact <laughs> okay. we'll just we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes might have to trade me in for a dyson you <laughs> just never right. know <laughs> that was like a commercial for dyson wasn't it Jeez. oh my goodness big exciting stuff we got a new vacuum oh it's big no hey listen they're investments those things anymore they're really expensive yeah well Some that's what I'm saying are. it's like a car you know yeah yeah well, I totally agree no it's crazy stuff I mean <laughs> uh, remember the old guy used to go door to door the Electrolux man sure and he used to ring the doorbell you want a new vacuum <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me just fork out $400 unexpectedly at my yeah. front door yeah exactly but they used to do that those guys were uh and then you're right. There, there used to be vacuum stores all over the place. Yeah. And ten minutes later, uh, now it's the encyclopedia guy. All right. Here's another four hundred. Give me, uh, give yeah, me S through Z. I've already got A, B, C, and D. And then the Fuller Brush Man would show up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Joe and I grew up in an episode of I Love Lucy. Clearly. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Then the Milkman. Milkman. Don't forget the Milkman. Morning. Yeah. We had a Milkman when I was a kid. Yeah. Used to get milk, butter, sauerkraut, all that stuff. It wasn't just milk; it was anything that was dairy. And they put it in a bo- <laughs> put it in a box outside. You had to remember. I remember in the summertime, my mother would be, like get up at five in the morning to go out and get it, so the sun wouldn't hit the milk box. Sure, you still sleep. People get that on their front step once in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I wish we still had a milk man. I'd love that. I think it's so. Co- it was so cool. Like uh, he used to be a DJ in New York. Remember, um, he used that? to call. There was an overnight guy. I forget his name, but he used to be overnight, and he called him. He called it the Milkman's Matinee. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> it's on WNEWAM. I oh, think. wasn't it the Make Believe Ballroom? I thought that's yeah. What they so did. That was another one. That was different. That was Willie B. Williams. But this is I forget his name. But he was on on the overnights and had the Milkman's Matinee. Pretty uh, funny. Well, and you gave me a hard time for talking about buying a new vacuum cleaner. Wasn't this thrilling information? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, where else you get this? <laughs> no, absolutely nowhere. No, There's nowhere. probably that's good right. reason for that. That point station doesn't give this. You know, this is... <laughs> now there are kids over there. They don't know about all this.
They don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> William B. Williams. Man, you're really digging deep today, Joseph. Uh, the Willie B. Williams show. That's right, baby. That was, that was, that, he was hot, man. Oh, oh, he, oh yeah. He's, he used to play that Montevani better than anybody. <laughs> uh, you actually should go listen to him. Uh, there's some tapes of him on YouTube, and for a period they had him playing like adult contemporary. He's just so P.O.'d to me. There was Captain <laughs> and Tennille on WNEW. I'm William B. Williams, and I'm too important to play this crap. It's just great. <laughs> 1130 in New York. <laughs> oh, man. It's Jeff Perlman. Jeff, how are you? I'm well, thank you. You might know this gentleman as a longtime writer for Newsday for Sports Illustrated. He is nine New York Times bestseller list books, and he's got a brand new book out, The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. I don't know that there's really a heck of a lot of print out there about you know the details of his life, his career, and he's just one of the most famous sports players there is. So that's kind of interesting that you're really the first to explore this in detail. I mean, he wrote an autobiography in 1990, yeah. you know, 32 years ago, called Bo Knows Bo. But he kind of came and went and vanished. So I would, I would agree that there's not a ton out there on Bo Jackson. Yeah, so what interests you? Why is he so special to you? I mean, he, his poster was on my wall when I was a kid. It was a poster of him. No shirt, shoulder pads, baseball bat. And it was called The Ball Player. And it's his famous iconic photo. And I just remember being blown away, truly blown away by the idea that there's this guy and he won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, his name is Bo, and he's really cool looking, and he's playing baseball and football at the same time. And he's not only playing, but he's awesome at both. And he looks like a Greek statue, and he runs a four one three forty. I mean, I don't know what there wasn't to be fascinated by. He was one of a one of a not just one of a generation, one of a eternity athlete. Yeah, but you take it to a whole different place because you've got interviews with people that knew him, that played with him, and I think you know, it's one thing to go back and look at the stats or look at the footage or the famous commercials or all of that, but you really do kind of a profile of who he was if you got to know him, and I think that's what's different about this book. Well, I interviewed 720 people, right. so I dove deep into it. I spent a lot of time in his hometown of Bestwell, Alabama. I mean, he's really a fascinating story. I know it's something of a cliche in sports to talk about the hard scrabble upbringing, but he was one of 11 kids raised in a three-room house by a single mom. His own father had no interest in him and lived across town with his own family. He had a severe, severe stutter. He wore his sister's hand-me-down shoes to school. He was a really bad kid who got in a lot of trouble. His nickname itself, Bo, is short for Borhog. Bo being Borhog because when he was a kid, him and a bunch of friends went to a neighborhood farm and spent three straight days with sticks trying to kill the biggest hog on the farm. Hmm. So... Everything about his upbringing does not suggest one day this guy is going to be the greatest athlete of all time. It suggests one day this kid's probably going to end up in jail. Well, is it possible for someone to be a, a you know a sports figure to be a, a folk hero today to be revered in the way Bo was and you know Jordan and some of those athletes of that era? I'm not sure that it is. I feel like we're too everybody's got their own little universe on social media and all that. But what do you think? It's definitely harder. I think the bigger issue is you're never going to. It's very hard. Nowadays, if you show promise on, let's say, baseball at age seven, yep. some, your parents are probably going to hire you a private coach. We've lost this sort of era of multiple sports, of growing up, of playing football in your backyard, then playing big pick, uh, pick up basketball in the driveway. So I don't think we're cultivating multi-sport athletes the way we used to. You delve into all of that. Uh, it's fascinating, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on how the Nike campaign came to be. Uh, so the book is out now, The Last Folk Hero, all about Bo Jackson. Let me ask you a couple of questions about what's going on now. I, know I grew up up north in New England, and I followed Tom Brady down to Florida, so I'm a pretty big fan, but obviously this season has been a bit of an eyebrow-raiser for a lot of reasons. Is this it? What do you think? Where's Tom's head at as far as uh, how long he's got to go? I mean, it looks like that this is it. Yeah. He's not playing well. He sucks. He doesn't really get along with his coach and his, his tight end and security blanket is sitting on a beach somewhere. So if I'm Tom Brady, I don't know why would I come back to Tampa Bay for my age 46, turning 47 season? I don't really know. Right. I think it's jarring to see him struggling in Tampa Bay, Aaron Rodgers struggling in Green Bay, and LeBron James on the two and nine Lakers all at the same time. It's yeah. not a not a great moment for AP athletes in America. Right. Speaking of uh, LeBron, I happened to see something the other night on ESPN. I guess he's come out in support of Kerry Irving. No, I don't think. I think he was showing support as a human being. I, I, he definitely. Believe me, I'm a Jewish guy from New York. I I cannot stand Kyrie Irving. Sure. I think what he said was. I mean, what he tweeted out was ridiculous. I think LeBron was just trying to show solidarity with a guy he knows and sort of giving him emotional support, which I I understand, but. I mean, Kyrie Irving has to be the biggest idiot in sports. I don't even, he's my least favorite kind of person, which is the dumb person who thinks he's very smart. I'm not saying I'm a genius, 
and I try to know one about that. There are areas that I probably shouldn't be commenting on. I just think he thinks he's this, uh, you know, world, world-renowned uh, Einsteinian thinker who can opine on anything, and he's, he's just not. Well, that's pretty much everybody on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, no, I listen. You think he's through? Is he? Uh, has he got a future or what? Yeah, because he's really talented. He's only thirty, and he can he has an amazing crossover dribble, and some team will take a shot. And they'll have him perform a couple of uh, verses at a bar mitzvah and, you know, do some PR moves and everything will be fine for Kyrie Irving. We have very short attention spans here in America these days. Yeah, well, I think his Wikipedia page is always going to have a big asterisk, uh, you know, when you read, when someone writes a book on him. There's some unpretty chapters, so I agree with you. But anyway, I don't want to keep you any longer. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for the insight. Thank you for this book. Jeff, it's great to talk to you. All right, thank you. What a new vacuum. And I realize that it's kind of like uh, shopping for a car because it's such an important purchase. And much like a car, you have several. Most people, I think, probably have several. I grant you there are some people who just have one car. Yeah. There are some people who just have one vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. But many of us have one car for hubby, one car for wife, or right. one for the parents, kids. one for the kids, whatever yep. it is. I think it's similar. I guess television sets would be another one, but similar for vacuum cleaners, where maybe you got a big TV in the den, you got a little smaller one in the uh, kitchen, maybe mm-hmm. a smaller one in the bedroom, or whatever the deal is. Vacuums are one of those things where most people don't just have one. Right. We have several. We do have several. We got one of those little Roomba things, a little uh, robot. The robot vacuum. I think it's a first generation, so it really doesn't work too well. It keeps bumping into chairs, and it's basically just uh, its like a carnival ride for Rick the Cat. Well, you know what? To be fair to our Roomba, every time you move, you're supposed to reprogram it to your house, but because we move so much, I just can't be bothered to take the time. How would you do that? It comes with a little sensor, so you're supposed to turn it on. There's an app on your phone, and it kind of programs where your furniture is in your house so it doesn't keep bumping into things. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I did it for the first house that we had it in, and I never did it again for any other house. So it does. It just rides in circles and goes around, and then it says it's all done. The room is like Stevie Wonder wandering (laughs) in the dark. Yeah, it's just, bam, you know. It's a mess. It's awful. <laughs> it's like grandpa after hours. He's yeah. just wandering off. You never know where it's going. It's then not great. We've got a really nice Dyson. That's one that I bought. Yeah. I was in a uh, a relationship for a long time, and then I got out of it, and one of the first things I did was treated myself to a nice, beautiful Dyson vacuum. I spent like 400 bucks on that vacuum, and it works great. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is we have a little storage unit from the last place, and it's still there. Yeah. Because I have not uh, forked out the cash to get it here. <laughs> uh, so then we've got a, a handheld vacuum. Right. Which is like a super-duper dustbuster deal. Mm-hmm. I used to have one of those uh, restaurant vacuums that, you know, that doesn't have the electric plug. Um, oh, like the shark. Like the, oh, like Do the, I still have that or we throw that away? We threw that away. That was broken like badly, a long time ago. Badly broken. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you work. said we, what we really need, the Roomba and the little hand vac, even though it's got the little attachments and all that, it's just not enough, especially having an animal in the house. Yes. We got to get a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So we got a beautiful $400 vacuum. We're like, not here we don't. So we finally went and bought a vacuum. And am I right? This is like buying a new car. There's a lot of thought, a lot of process yeah. that goes into getting a vacuum cleaner. I review, I read reviews for everything anyway, but yes, this was definitely one of those things that I wanted to make sure we got a very good one. It didn't have to be Dyson good because we do have a Dyson. Now, hang on a second. But- Let me interrupt you there, if you wouldn't mind. Is that, uh, would you say that Dyson is like the the Rolls Royce of vacuum cleaners? I would think so. Yeah, I agree. I think so, but that's my, that's just me. Not everybody, I think everybody has their own thing, but that Dyson ball that you have is next level good. It's just got that suction. I'll tell yeah. you what, they make a very fine hand dryer. I'm not a big fan. I understand we got to protect the environment, but mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the hand dryer in a restroom, right? Yes. I like, a, I'm a paper towel guy. Right. But I'll tell you what, and I also like the paper towel because you get to hold the door and then throw <laughs> yeah. it on the floor so you don't have to touch the door. Cause I figure you throw some, it on the floor? Yeah, because I figure there's some people that don't uh, wash their hands, they just open the door. Why and would I, you throw it on the floor? Well, because there's no trash can by the door. So you I mean, just throw it on the floor? If I can get it in a trash can, if there's one within close Close enough proximity, sure, but if there isn't, <laughs> I'm definitely not touching the door because I've just washed my hands. I'm not going to touch the door because yeah. I don't trust that the other guys watch this hand. I hear Anyhow, you. I'm a paper towel guy for all of the aforementioned reasons. Yes. But the Dyson, that hand, that air blade the thing, air blade. that is a fine hand dryer. Mm-hmm. So Dyson makes a great product. They also have the new, that air wrap now for your hair, which is like a yeah. big gift this year. So I know Michelle is trying to get one for her daughter. You but they're like 600 bucks, they're, right? They're like 700 bucks. Yeah, yeah. They're very expensive. So what do we get? What is it? Is it a Hoover? The it's new a one Bissell. We've oh, it's a Bissell. It's a, it's a Bissell. Yeah. Pet. It's, and it's made specifically for pets. I'll tell you what a Bissell is. A Bissell is like a Lexus. It's not a Mercedes, it's, a it's, not a, it's not a Porsche, but it's also not a Chevy Nova, okay? It's kind of right there in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say that. What was interesting, and I know that this is a common thing, but to me, it's still strange that you ordered it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's strange to me. I think of going to like the vacuum cleaner store. Where is that? I remember there was a store, and that's what they sold, like sewing machines and vacuum cleaners when I was a kid, and my mother went to buy a new vacuum, and she used to go and get the, the bands, like the, you know, like go taking your car in for service. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. band, the mm-hmm. rubber bands that used to be inside those old. Actually, this Bissell does have a band in it, so eventually we will have to replace that. Or But now people just throw them away and buy a new one, but she used to. Yeah. bring it to the vacuum guy and have him fix your vacuum cleaner. Because remember, it was like a machine. You know, uh-huh. they had like the stainless steel with that nice cloth bag. It was like a vinyl. They last for, those would last forever, yeah. too. Yeah, they, they, they were like 80 pounds. I would say they're very heavy. Like trying to do the stairs with those was just a nightmare. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Here's why everybody's auntie over the house in the house coach. You have these big biceps like Popeye the <laughs> Sailor Man from pushing the vacuum cleaner around. It's that so true. Stainless steel. So, it's well, how so do you true. feel about the Bissell? Is it working okay? I like it a lot. I do. We'll see. Some of the reviews said that after they had it for a while, it wasn't sucking as well. So mm. we'll see. I don't know. But I will You've tell- had the same complaint about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay. We'll just we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Might have to trade me in for a Dyson. You <laughs> just never right. know. <laughs> that was like a commercial for Dyson, wasn't it? Jeez. Oh my goodness. Big exciting stuff. We got a new vacuum. Oh, it's big. No, hey, listen. They're investments, those things anymore. They're really expensive. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like a car, you know? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. No, it's crazy stuff. I mean, uh, (laughs) remember the old guy used to go door to door, the Electrolux man? Sure. And he used to ring the doorbell. You want a new vacuum? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me just fork out $400 unexpectedly at my front door. Yeah, exactly. But they used to do that. Those guys were... uh, and then you're right. There, there used to be vacuum stores all over the place. Yeah. And 10 minutes later, uh, now it's the encyclopedia guy. All right. Here's another 400. Give me uh, give yeah, me S through Z. I've already got A, B, C, and D. And then the Fuller Brush Man would show up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Joe and I grew days. up in an episode of I Love Lucy, clearly. Yeah. Yep. Then the Milkman. Milkman. Don't forget the Milkman. Morning. morning. Yeah. We had a Milkman when I was a kid. Yeah. Used to get milk, butter, sauerkraut, all that stuff. It wasn't just milk; it was anything that was dairy. And they put it in a bo- <laughs> put it in a box outside. You had to remember. I remember in the summertime, my mother would be, like get up at five in the morning to go out and get it, so the sun wouldn't hit the milk box. Sure, you still see people get that on their front step once in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I wish we still had a milk man. I'd love that. I think it's so. Co- it was so cool. Like uh, he used to be a DJ in New York. Remember, um, he used that? to call. There was an overnight guy. I forget his name, but he used to be overnight, and he called him. He called it the Milkman's Matinee. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> it's on WNEW AM. I oh, think. wasn't it the Make Believe Ballroom? I thought that's yeah. What they so did. That was another one. That was different. That was Willie B. Williams. But this is I forget his name. But he was on on the overnights and had the Milkman's Matinee. Pretty uh, funny. Well, and you gave me a hard time for talking about buying a new vacuum cleaner. Wasn't this thrilling information? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, where else you get this? <laughs> no, absolutely nowhere. No, There's nowhere. probably that good point, reason for that. That point station doesn't give it. <laughs> you know, this is... Now, there are kids over there. They don't know about all this. They don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> William B. Williams. Man, you're really digging deep today, Joseph. Yeah, the Willie B. Williams show. That's right, baby. That was that. He was hot, man. Oh, oh, he, oh yeah. He's, he used to play that Montevani better than anybody. <laughs> Uh, you actually should go listen to him. There's some tapes of him on YouTube, and for a period, they had him playing, like, adult contemporary. He's just so P.O.'d to me. There was Captain and Tennille on WNEW. I'm William B. Williams, and I'm too important to play this crap. It's just great. 11-3-0 in New York. Oh, man. So, a little reminder. Check out the podcast. We spend some time on it, so we hope you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Wherever you get your podcast, or it's right there, streaming on demand, just click the play button, 1071theboss.com, the Robbie and Rochelle in the morning page. You find us on all the socials. We always like to connect. So just a little reminder on that. Time for Robbie and Rochelle's Fast Five. Five big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know. Be in the know. Number five to number one. We start at number five and count down today. Here's a guy who realizes that he really screwed up because his wife has given him a shopping list. He goes to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And he screws it all up. Uh I'm going to let him explain this. (laughs) I went to the store today to get a few things that my wife told me to on a list. I put the list in my pocket and went to the store. Number one, Velveeta. Number two, chips. Number three, hamburger. Yeah, that's how I read it now. How I read it at the store is, I need one block of Velveeta. Two (laughs) chips. There's your two chips. Hamburger. One, two, three. Y'all get the picture. Yeah, you see what's going on here? Oh, he bought so if you one look, right. block of two. two he's like the hungry caterpillar. 
<laughs> oh, the kids' Two book. Two bags of chips. And he shows the uh, list in the video there, and yeah, she just writes next to the item. It says potato chips too. Right. So he but he was she saying one, two, two. She had seven things that uh, she wanted hubby to go buy. Honey, do and he thought <laughs> he didn't get to number seven and no. think, "Wow, this is a lot of one thing." You just you wish number seven was potato chips, right. but. Number seven was coffee creamer. He comes home with a whole bag full of coffee, mate. Oh, that's so sad. You got to spell it out for a man very specifically, very slowly. The few times I've sent you to the store, I give you actual photos of what <laughs> this is what it looks like. It's, it's like Pictionary. It's in aisle four to the left, <laughs> third row. It's like I've never left the house before. You send me to the supermarket. I, I, where am I? Why is it so cold? Oh, God. Number four, there's a bouncer, Oklahoma City. He's going viral. He's got a little video with his trick to spot fake IDs, people trying to get in the club. Yeah. Here's one of the videos of a girl trying to get in who's underage. Uh-oh. Typically, when I get a fake ID, first, I'll let them know, ma'am, this is a fake ID. And then I'll wait for their response. <laughs> and that's the typical response. And then I tell them... Well, if that's so, then why can I rip the fake ID in half like that? And typically they say, and I say, you can't stay here and you got to go. You can't stay here and you got to go. How can I get it back? You're clearly already drunk. Come on, give it back. Oh, man, I would just love that job. <laughs> oh, really? To be the bouncer? Oh, that, wouldn't that be so fun it just to be fun. destroy the dreams of all these little punks trying sure. to get in the club? Oh, man. Sure, and get to pick and choose who comes into the club, and yeah. they all spot you a five so they can get in sooner? Sure. There is, you don't know this, but there's a guy I know, you do know him, but there's a guy I know who's mm-hmm. a big time... He's a radio guy. We both started together, and he's now a big executive in the radio business. Not with our company, but okay. with another company. He lives in Atlanta or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm basically giving it away. But yes. for a time, he was a uh, local policeman in his town because he was doing radio, and then he- Oh, really? He gave up because his uncle was uh, getting a job on the force or whatever it was, so he went to police academy, graduated, and he said the best part of the job was being on highway patrol, pulling people oh, over I'm for sure. speeding. That would be fun and exhilarating, but also very scary. And I guess he did it in the town where he grew up, ran into people he knew from high school, like, how you doing? How's it feel now? Pretty mad you bullied me in school, aren't you? Shouldn't have taken my lunch money, (laughs) you little son of a bitch. That's really funny. Number three, speaking of school, there's a principal in Chicago, a high school principal named Joseph Powers, who has been suspended over handling a a student's outfit back on Halloween. The kid dressed up like a Nazi soldier. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And marches out. They did like a Halloween parade on the stage in the auditorium. And he goes out there and does the Nazi salute. Now, him and his buddies are laughing and thinking this is funny. And he said that he didn't even get it. He assumed he was supposed to be from the the communist era where they around the Berlin Wall. And oh, all that. yeah, He yeah. didn't even get it. I don't know how you'd miss that. But apparently some of the kids were offended, told their parents, and now the principal has been suspended. I got to be honest with you. It all depends on the presentation. If he seems to be like a little psychopath that's got yeah. an Uzi in his locker, then yeah, call the police and right. shut that stuff down. But if he's doing like the producers, you know, if he's <laughs> Mel Brooks, <laughs> stop it. I'm Hitler. <laughs> Don't I look fabulous with my pencil little mustache? I'm so German. Like, if that's the case. Oh, my God. Then he's just a twit. He's not, he shouldn't be arrested and the guy shouldn't be suspended, right? I think it just depends on the context, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see how it's offensive, but if you're making yes, fun of Hitler, and it do, then does, it's funny. It, it does. You know? That was so great. <laughs> if you're doing the Mel Brooks, fine. Uh-huh. If not, yeah, call yeah. the cops. Yep. Okay. Number two, there's a house shaped like a shoe. We are not making this up. It's about an hour and a half from here out in Pennsylvania in Amish country. Mm-hmm. It is brand new owners. They're officially opening it up for people who want to rent it for uh, short-term stays as an Airbnb. Here's Waylon and Naomi Brown who have just bought this shoe-shaped house. It becomes a fun place for the whole family to come and enjoy. We've really tried to help preserve some of the original features. Like- <laughs> what are the features of the shoe house? <laughs> Odor it- eaters? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those little pieces of plastic at the ends of your shoelaces. Laces? That's so in soles. Where do you sleep? You sleep in the sole? It looks like something out of like, like a, a storybook bed? amusement park, right? Yeah. Like the old lady lives in the shoe. It's very strange. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to stay in that. The kids would probably like it. They're like, hey, we're in a shoe, but I don't know. Not my jam. I'll tell you what, if gas wasn't uh, so expensive, I'd say, you know what we do this Sunday? We'll Take a little drive, it. go see the shoe house. <laughs> I'm curious. Just look it up online. <laughs> Bonus story for you. There's a guy that programmed Beavis and Butthead noises from the show, you know, making their grunts and yeah. all that, to his drum kit, and he plays the <laughs> drums, and, well, you get the idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, that's pretty funny. I don't hate that. 
don't hate that at I all. I don't hate that. On the other hand, I hope one day he meets a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sexy. Probably a lonely yeah. life. Yeah. Hopefully one with a good sense of humor, Programming too. Programming beavis and butthead sounds on your drum kit. Right. All right. <laughs> Number one, during an interview with Access Hollywood over the weekend, Judge Judy says that she and Justin Bieber were neighbors for a time back in 2014. Oh, really? And she believes that Justin was scared of her. <laughs> Because one of the security guards told her security people they had to avoid him leaving the house when she was anywhere around. Oh, wow. He's scared to death of me. <laughs> I'm scared of Judge Judy. I'm scared too. of Judge Judy. I would be I would be scared of Judge Judy. And he was probably younger, so he was in his punk stage. So he's like, oh my God. Hey, what is he not at his punk well, stage? Justin know, Bieber is still in his punk I stage. I don't know. He's at least married and I don't know. <laughs> he's not quite a punk. <laughs> his face is frozen now. Yeah. Poor kid. It's all Judge it's Judy's fault. Sad, yeah. He's scared to death. He is. He's scared to death. <laughs> That's what's the matter. Traumatized by Judge Judy. <laughs> I'm being insensitive, aren't I? A little bit. Yeah. You know what? It's Justin Bieber. Who cares? Oh, come on. Yes, I am Hitler. <laughs> that was also offensive. Poland, I will redecorate. <laughs> Monday, world famous celebrity birthday file. Travis Barker. That's a guy that's married to one of the Kardashians now, yes. isn't it? He's a rock yep. guy. Mm-hmm. He's 47. Josh Dumel, 50 today. Kurt Schilling, formerly of the great Boston Red Sox, 56. Condoleezza Rice. Laura San Giancomo from Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. She's 60 today. Yanni. And yes, King Charles celebrating his oh, birthday. He yes. is 74. It's a Big day for Charles at the Buckingham Palace. <laughs> big, big day. Or they give him some alphabet soup. <laughs> oh, thank you, Camilla. He'll have his teddy bear by his side. Today's National Family PJ Day, National Pickle Day, National Seat Beat Day, and National Spicy Guac Day. Ooh, that's fun. That should come with Tic Tacs, don't you think? Just a, or a stick of gum or something. Something. Happy birthday. Prince, I keep wanting to call him Prince Charles. King, from, yeah, no, no, no. He's the king he's now, the baby. He's the king now. Yeah, I just can't get he's used to king. it. king. It's like when you he's flip the king. checkbook, you still want to write last year, you know? So, yeah, right, exactly. Can't, can't get used Have to you, king. Did you look at that shoe house at all? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess it would make for good pictures on Facebook or something like that, but otherwise... Yeah, seems- you want to spend a weekend, you got nothing better to do, go rent the shoe house. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if it looks cool. It's certainly uh, a curiosity. It has a hot... It has a hot tub. It has a foosball table. I mean, you know, what else you need in Central PA? Not much. <laughs> and Josiah's coming by on his little horse and buggy, sell the furniture. Oh, my gosh. Wow, look at the shoe house tail. <laughs> I'm doing all the impressions today, aren't I? Yeah, art's I'm good. A, I'm going to get letters. That yeah, was pretty good. Oh, I was doing uh, Mel Brooks from no the producers. Doubt. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was really good. It's just, you know, a little inappropriate, but it's all right. <laughs> It's Mel Brooks. It's supposed to be inappropriate. No, I know, no, no, I know, I know. When Mel Brooks does it, when you do it, it's it's just bad. It's like community <laughs> theater. Yeah, no, I, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's he said, she said, with Robbie and Rochelle. I got a Reader's Digest article, believe it or not. Wow. They caught my eye. They did a survey of about 2,000 seniors across the country, senior citizens, people over 65, and they asked them what they would do if time travel was possible, what they would uh, choose to experience all over again, Mm -hmm. or I guess would they go to the future, whatever the deal is. The top answer was go back and experience being 30 or so again. Really? 30% said their 30s were the happiest, best decade of their life. 20s came in second with about a quarter of the vote. Okay. Seniors also asked... uh, Advice they would give their younger self if they'd go back and tell their younger self something. And I got a whole host of things here about, you know, staying humble, staying positive, mm-hmm. not getting bogged down and around negative people and on and on it goes. But I thought that was interesting. If you had a time machine, well, yeah. first of all, would you go back in time or forward in time? Because oh. the overwhelming majority of seniors, which I suppose makes sense, that they wanted to go back in time. I don't know, though. That's tough because if you're going forward in time the same age that you are now, it might be interesting to see what happens or what you... I don't think I, I want to know what happens. I don't know, but you're right. I probably wouldn't <laughs> want to know. I guess I would probably go back in time. Okay. Yeah. So you'd be like most seniors that doesn't say they go back in time. Do you agree your, uh, your 30s are your best life? Probably, you know, yeah. I think I'd like to be a little kid again. Really? You'd go that far back? I think so. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't... I mean, you're eating and you're playing and you're uh, you're having a good time. Oh, you got less stress. Someone's paying for everything for you. My issue would be then it's I like would... like being Prince Charles. But I would know I'd have to go back through my teen years and the 20s and I just don't want to... And even, even knowing that I could change things, I don't know that I'd want to go that far back. Like, if I could pinpoint a day, I'd probably want to go back 
to our wedding weekend and redo that again. That was sure. super fun. Sure. I That was just so much fun. That entire weekend, I would do that. But I don't know that I'd want to go all the way back. No, they're not saying you have to go and live your life again from that point. I think just you're saying you go back again. and, uh, you know, just spend a day. Yeah. I mean, I like guess. quantum leaping back I, into your 30s. You I know? would love. We had a family reunion when I was maybe. 11, 10 sure. or 11, and like my grandparents were still alive, so I could, I would love to see them again. All sure. my aunts and uncles were there. All my, I remember playing with all my cousins the whole day. We spent the night. I would love to go back to that day, but I wouldn't want to live my life from that point. That was, <laughs> there was like a lot that happened after that. So I probably, if think. you had to pick a year you wanted to go back to, this is kind of a different deal, but if mm-hmm. you wanted to pick a year, where would you go? It doesn't have to be in your lifetime. If you could just mm-hmm. go live your life in some other time period, do you go to like the year 2150? Do you go back to 1980? Like, what do you do? I'd probably go back to 2017, 2018. That's it? That's it. Just a couple of years back? Yeah. Interesting. It was a good year. It was fun. I go back to 1979 and buy all the Apple stock. (laughs) Every last bunch of it. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Steve, how are you? Robbie, good to meet you. Good point. (laughs) I'd like to run the company. I believe in it. I believe in it. (laughs) All right, so you could go back in time or you can go, yeah, go back in time. Right. You got a time machine. Mm -hmm. What is the best time of your life? What year or what period would you go back and live all over again that's your he said she said 732-774-4444 call us text us get us on facebook those are next and they're presented by chef mike's abg chef mike's atlantic bar and grill seaside park he's bringing sexy food back that's chef mike's abg.com online and on the socials happy birthday diane de Oliveira. that's why she is uh, off today enjoying her birthday and hopefully a big hunk of cake a big hunk of cake for you if you like all right, time for the CBB, the Community Bulletin Board, which is presented, as it usually is, by MyMediMinder.net. That's MyMediMinder.net. Loved ones not taking medications, check out MyMediMinder.net. If you're a business, an organization, a community group, a charity, looking to raise some awareness, raise some funds, you get a fun event going on, doing some good in the neighborhood, please let us know about it. All you got to do is send it in, 1071theboss.com, direct message us on the Facebook machine, or text us, 732-774-4444. Give us a link with all the info, and we do our best to get it on right here, or post it on the website, and that's where you can also find out where the Boss Roadies are going to be on tour, by the way. All for one, that's all for one. See what they did there? Pet Rescue and Adoptions, Tom River holding a free pet vaccine clinic event Sunday, November 20th, 9 to noon. Pre-registration is required, so do it now. That's all for one. F-U-R, allfor1.org to sign up and for all the info. Go Play Arcade in Belmar is hosting a Thanksgiving food drive going on Friday, 6 to 10 in the evening, accepting canned and non-perishable food items for lunch break in Red Bank. All donators receive a $5 game card to play and enjoy complimentary pizza at 8 o'clock. It's uh, belmargoplay.com for more details. Central Jersey Card and Collectible Show. That's going on Sunday, 9 to 2. The American Legion Joyce Kilmer Post 25 in Milltown. They get 70-plus tables of sports, Pokemon, Magic Cards, Dungeons and Dragons, pop culture memorabilia, you know, the Star Wars stuff, all that comic books, Central Jersey Card and Collectible Show on Facebook for the info on that. And how about this? Holiday Craft Show is going on Saturday, 10 to 3, the historic village of Allaire. 130 crafters, artisans, local artisans, floral exhibits, historic demonstrations. Oh, they're doing like a Civil War reenactment or something. It's AllaireVillage.org. Find out all the details. There you go. Just a couple of things we thought you, yes, you needed to know this morning on your friendly neighborhood CBB, the Community Bulletin Board. Got a couple of notes here this morning. Text messages, people saying that they didn't get the uh, email when they signed up, 1071theboss.com for Chris Kringle Cash. There's a couple, so I don't know if some people got it, some didn't, because the little thing said it went through. But anyway, uh, we're doing it sometime before 10 a.m. It'll be sometime after 8.30 before 10. I'll narrow it down just a little bit for those that uh, are just playing along with the radio. Just up to 500 bucks this morning. If you do sign up, 1071theboss.com, assuming our technical end works properly, we always get you those times so you know the exact hour we're doing it. Narrows it down a little bit for you. And when you get through, if you signed up, it also qualifies you for five grand plus whatever money you win right here on the radio with your boss disc jockeys. Chris Kringle Cash for the holidays from 1071 The Boss. Oh, and a reminder, right after 9 this morning, between 9, 9.30 or so, I am told he arrives, Jimmy Fallon jumping on the celebrity hotline with us. Let's talk about Bruce Springsteen's uh, little musical guest residency this week on The Tonight Show, proponing his brand new album, Only the Strong Survive, which we... Uh, premiered yesterday on Springsteen on Sunday. We'll have a pair of tickets for you to head up to uh, 30 Rock in the City and see a taping with Bruce's musical guest of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon right there at NBC. So Jimmy will be by a little bit after 9 this morning. Meanwhile, just underway, this morning's He Said. She Said. Talking about time travel this morning. I'm very fascinated, seriously, with time travel. I think it's very interesting. 
there's a lot of questions here. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, kind of a sidebar, but it's interesting to imagine if there is such a thing as time travel, if we develop the technology as a people in the future, mm-hmm. that means there's time travelers here more, more likely than not right now. Oh, well, that's a weird concept. You know, to think or people about. just think that the government is hiding the fact that we've got little green men or whatever. <laughs> what if they already have time travel and the FBI, the CIA, whatever wanted to? They don't want the public to know. So there's already people time traveling. We don't even know it. I love the conspiracy theories. I don't know if it's conspiracy <laughs> theories, but you're just saying, like, no, it is. It's very, very interesting. You think because it's in so many movies and there's so many things that it, it's talked about that. It, I, I don't know why it's not a possibility. We know, know. we know there is a future, right? So if they, the technology Maybe. happens, or <laughs> does it mean that it is not possible, and that's why mm-hmm. there aren't time travelers? Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting, kind yeah. of blows your mind a little bit, doesn't Definitely it? Definitely a lot of sci-fi going on. <laughs> Would you uh, go back in time and try and uh, you know change history, do something? You know, people, there's a bunch of movies like the Stephen King thing where you yeah. go back and try and save Kennedy or something like that. I don't know. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't do that, but. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that. I just mean, I know hero. That okay. just seems very dangerous. Yeah, it does seem very dangerous. I don't know dangerous. how. I don't know how I would do that, but uh, I maybe I don't know. I when you start messing with stuff, they always say if you mess with it, you don't know then what your the future outcome is. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I would be afraid if I went and did something and changed even in my own life that it, I wouldn't meet you and I wouldn't. Aww. And that's that's mushy and sappy. Aren't but, you sweet? But there are certain things if I I wouldn't. I would never want to not have my kids in my life, but I would make some changes there for sure. sure. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I I try not to have regrets if I can. Well, it's not about regrets. It's just fascinating if you've got all the time in the world, right? Right. So the question this morning, this is what they asked a bunch of senior citizens in Reader's Digest. Uh, If you could go back, experience a a time Mm. or an age of your life. Yeah. Uh, period in your life, where would you go? And most of them said uh, my 30s. Yeah. Especially my early 30s because 20s were a very close second. 28 was, you know, obviously I'm still 28 and there's a reason I'm always 28. 28 was a great year for me. I had a lot of fun that year. So if I could pick a year and a time, I am 28 still and I would stay 28 forever. Do you get any Facebook answers on this? Yeah. We got a text from uh, 8974 that said I'd go back to my childhood and see my parents again. See, it's very sweet. It It is. is a nice thing. Marla said I'd go back when my kids were babies. Never thought I'd miss that time, but I really do and Dave said I'd go back to 1978 best year of my life I graduated high school met my wife that year moved out on my own got arrested for being stupid it was a great year and yet he still wants to do it all over again I love that he's not been reformed by the arrest whatsoever (laughs) and you know what I think I respect that (laughs) let's go to line two hi how are you I'm good how are you I'm good thanks I would like to live my 20s again, except I'd like to do that in the 70s where I was a teen. Oh, okay. So you'd like to be a little older in the 70s than you were actually living through the 70s. Yeah, so I could make a little better choices but still have all that great music and great fun. I thought you were going to say you wanted to go to Studio 54 or something like that. No, no. I just, my 20s were my best. When I turned 30, I was depressed. Um, <laughs> but... The 70s were the best time of my life. There you go. And bell bottoms are back in style, so you got it all going on. <laughs> I love it. I'd like to be 1977, 78, but be maybe 25. There we go. All right, great answer. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Hi, 1071 The Boss. Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Talking about time to go back to. Yeah. I got the late 70s, early 80s, when you just dance until you couldn't dance anymore. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, Friday night up here. And head down the shore three, four in the morning. The fact, Emma, Emma, Emma. <laughs> I picture you driving your Camaro with the top down. Oh yeah! Did you hear that? Three Emmas, not one ever. Three Emmas, Emma, Emma, Emma. And I got, and I got kids, and I loved them. But it was still the best time of my life. Nothing wrong with that. If time travels possible, you go back and choose to experience a period, an age, an event in your life all over again. What are you gonna do? 732-774-4444. Call us, text us, get us on Facebook. Kind of a spooky, he said, she said. this morning. 1071, the boss, Chris Kringle, cash, pays. Looking for color 10. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Who is this? Teresa. Teresa, where are you calling us from this fine, fine, super fine Monday? Uh, okay. Well, you're calling number 10, so that means we're going to open up the little baggie here, see how much Chris Kringle cash we got for you this morning. How about that? Okay. By the way, have you signed up on our website at 1071thebosscom Yes, I did. Okay, good. That means you're already qualified for $5,000. Let's see how much money you're getting right here right now. And it is one, two, 200 bucks in cash. Nice going, Teresa. 
All right, thank you. Enjoy 200 on us for the holidays, and maybe you win the five grand just before Christmas. Sign up now, 1071theboss.com. Michelle, coming after 10 with your next chance at free money. Could be up to 500 bucks. It's He Said, She Said, with Robbie and Rochelle. I tell you, I love this. I talk about this stuff all day. Mm -hmm. I know I said kind of sound like a science professor, a nerd or something <laughs> here, but I think the time travel concept is so fascinating. If you could go back, we're talking about going back because they did a survey in Reader's Digest of uh, senior citizens, and the overwhelming majority did not want to go see the future, wanted to go back and experience something yeah. again, or there was a particular age that they wished they were again for, remember, they felt better, right. whatever the deal sure. is. So what about you? If you could go back in time, where would you go in your own you know, the, the own, uh, your own timeline of yeah. life, right? Brenda said, I'd go back in time and go to the last dinner I had with my husband be before he passed away. I could relive that night over and over. That's it's very sweet. That's it very, reminds very me sweet. of uh, Nolan. He get, you know, usually he's farting. Yeah. But he tells a beautiful story about his prom where he and his wife are dancing and they're yes. having a spotlight and that Chicago is playing. And then <laughs> and people might not know, but Joe and Marianne were not together for years and then they finally got together. Right. That's a beautiful it's story. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah. We got a text from 3412 that said, I agree. I definitely go to my wedding day. Greatest day of my life. Plus the cash. <laughs> the abuse. The abuse. As my people call it. As Stan said, I'd go back to the day I got to visit the Playboy Mansion. Listen. <laughs> I went to one of those parties myself. Uh -huh. Not a bad evening. Yeah, I'm sure. Not a bad evening. <laughs> was asked to leave after 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and not for the reason though. you think. They're just like, they're like you got to leave appetizers for the other people, yeah. <laughs> okay? You got your picture, though. There's a whole album on your Facebook. That's right. 732-774-4444. We're going to leave the text connect open or Facebook. Time travel's possible. You go back and experience what? What event? What age all over again? Your he said. She said. Kind of a wistful he said, she said. Right in the middle of playing that song in the celebrity hotline rings. And it's our man Jimmy Fallon. I said, I'm playing that song, Our House. He goes, Madness. I love Madness. Morning, Jimmy. <laughs> it's complete madness. That's, it, that sums up the week for me. It sure does, man. This is a huge week. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon with musical guest Bruce Springsteen. Tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, you're taping one that's going to run Thanksgiving. It's all Bruce all the time on The Tonight Show. Yeah, I'm, we're so excited. You know, He's one of those guys that uh, every time he comes on, you get you get goosebumps, you know. Yeah, no, he's no. I mean, he's just a, a legend, and that, well, we named the radio station after him for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. You know, the first time he came on, we had an idea for him, and I just pitched him an idea of maybe I could do an impression of Bruce with Bruce, and uh, he, you know, we didn't really hear back, you know, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I understood, and then uh, I think John Landau called us back and said Bruce wants to talk to you. But then I got nervous. <laughs> oh, my God. Bruce wants to talk to me. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to do this part of the job. You know, so uh, he gets on the phone. He's like, yeah, so what, what are you thinking? We do, uh, you know, you do me. Uh, you know, I don't want to wear you know, wigs or anything. I go, no, no. No wigs, nothing. We just, you know, we'll wear a hat. We'll do something with the bandana. We'll do something. He goes, all right, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk. This sounds fun, man. This sounds fun. And so then we did it, and it was uh, it was really fun actually. And uh, we did have a wig, and I said, "Well, Bruce, if you want to do '70s Bruce, I mean, you could wear this wig." He's like, "No, no, I don't want to wear a wig." I go, "No, no, I understand." Um, I go, "But there's someone here. You want to just try it on? See what it looks like?" <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Yeah, all right, all right." So I put I put a wig on Bruce Springsteen's head. <laughs> something I never thought I'd do. That's going on the resume. <laughs> yeah. And then he put the uh, floppy hat on and he brought his sunglasses from the, uh, um, the Darkness Tour, I think. And uh, he looked exactly like Bruce from the 70s and he walked in the hallway and John Landau started to tear up, kind of. He got emotional. Wow. And I go, wow. I go, what's, I go this is crazy. Isn't this funny, right? He goes, Jimmy, I don't know if I can describe this, but it's like seeing somebody from 30 years ago that you never thought you'd see again. You know, uh, it was it was really moving for kind of uh, for John, but also for Bruce. And then we went out and we had fun and laughed. And so uh, every time he's been back on a bunch of times since, but now it's a full on takeover for the new album. And uh, we got some fun stuff planned. Yeah, I mean, this new album is very cool. We do a Bruce Springsteen show on uh, Sunday mornings. We're playing cuts off it. It's called Only the Strong Survive. And it's just, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but I love when Bruce does 60 songs. I mean, I like his stuff, but he does these awesome covers of these uh, soul songs. So that's kind of the whole album. So he's going to do a whole bunch of them on the show, right? 
Yeah, he's doing it all off the new, the, the new album, uh, which is, by the way, years ago, he, he, Patty and Bruce gave me an iPad or or, not, or I, iPod, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds weird to say that. <laughs> uh, but uh, an iPod for Christmas. And it was all soul Christmas songs. And I was like, oh, that's what he's really into. He loves that type of music. So this is so up his alley and like hearing him belt out, you know, uh, sun ain't going to sh- shine anymore. You know, it's like when he hits those things, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, he can crush it. And he's always doing something curveball, always something different. And you always go, you know, thank you for doing this because it's just something else for our, us giant Bruce fans. We get to hear another great thing. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be obsessed. Yeah. Uh, you want to give away some tickets for yeah. people to uh, be there? Uh, you want to? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm told. And by the way, let me just say this on the air because I know she's listening. Uh, Alex and your whole staff are just fantastic. I've been coordinating with them to get this done. They are great. So you, you got, just got a good group of people around you, Jimmy. I got to say that. <laughs> I got a good crew of people, yeah. And I, 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 I do, I'm a big fan of, uh, of your show and what you guys do. So uh, I, I thought it would be perfect for Bruce coming on to have a couple giveaway tickets because it's a hot ticket. I'm getting called from everyone and their mother. Like, dude, I've got to come see Bruce. I'm like, (laughs) I know he's only here for a couple days. It's a takeover, but it's a tiny, intimate Tonight Show audience. I mean, this is the same crowd for Johnny Carson, same crowd for Jack Parr. I mean, we didn't add more seats. So it's a very intimate show, and it's uh, it's going to be a very cool experience. All right, we'll give away a pair of tickets right now. So you head up to uh, the city. You go to 30 Rock. You go to a taping of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. You see Bruce so close you can touch him. You can smell him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's take uh, call number 10 right here, 732-774-4444. And we can do tonight, or if you can't make it tonight, we can do tomorrow night. And uh, and there you go. Jimmy, it's so great to talk to you. Uh, it is fantastic to talk to you and good to talk to you again, by the way. And uh Hopefully I get to see you again. Come back to the show, okay? I would love that. Will you do the whole, uh, hey, you're listening to 107 The Boss? I mean, I gotta, you're Jimmy Fallon. i got to make you do that. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, of course. All right, we're all ears. Go hey, ahead. this is Jimmy Fallon. You're listening to 107.1 The Boss. 1071 The Boss. Thank you again to Mr. Jimmy Fallon. From the Tonight Show, he's got Bruce Springsteen on all week. He was nice enough to call in, give us some tickets giveaway to come see a taping so you get to see a little mini Bruce concert. Let's go uh, give those away here. Hello. Hi there. Who's this? This is Andy. Andy, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Bradley Beach. You think you're able to find your way to New York City? I think I can. All right, you're calling number 10. We're going to send you with a pair of passes to go see a taping of The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and Bruce Springsteen performing live at 30 Rock. Congrats. Thank you so much, guys. You want to go tonight or you want to go tomorrow night? Which taping? Tomorrow night. You're going tomorrow night. Nice going. Thank you. All right, my man. Hang in the line. We'll get all your info, get you off uh, to see Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show with Bruce Springsteen. Thank you again to uh, everyone at The Tonight Show for being so kind.